Welcome to Where To Next, a podcast for the driven woman who's been there, done that, and wants to be intentional about what's next. Each week, I'll teach you how to get where you want to go next while focusing on what's working and what's lighting you up. You'll learn to connect and leverage your intuition, acknowledge doubt when it pops up, and have the skills and confidence to keep going. You'll create your next steps with new mindset tools and crystallized wisdom, all while doing life your way and not someone else's, and realizing it's way easier than you ever imagined. Because, my love, living life this way, your way, means the best is yet to come. You are made for this. Thanks so much for being here. Let's dive in. I was with a friend last weekend. It was somebody I hadn't seen in a while. And we were talking about planning a girl's trip for a couple of months from now. And we got excited, right? We know we're going to see each other again. We know kind of where we're going. We've got a couple places down. And I love planning trips. And I love planning things because it gets my brain thinking and it keeps my brain excited and anticipating something in the future. And the reason why that's important is because we need something to anticipate, especially now. It's January when I'm recording this podcast, maybe when you're listening too. And for a lot of us, it's winter and it's cold and, you know, we're staring, staring at our calendars thinking, oh my gosh, we've got three or four more months of this cold weather. That can be a real thing, seasonal affective disorder. And also we've just had this big kind of moment happen with Christmas and the holiday season. And you know, that for a lot of us really extends from October through January. And there can be a little bit of a womp womp feeling. Well, what I'm proposing today is you get in the habit, the practice of having things to look forward to. And it could be something giant and big. Maybe you're taking a trip around the world. Maybe you're planning your summer vacation. Yes. But it also could be what you do for dinner on Thursday night. It could be something as simple as trying a new makeup technique. It doesn't have to be something you buy or procure because the science says the acquisition of an external thing acquisition the lasting effects are way shorter versus an experience. Meaning, getting a new handbag will provide a dopamine hit and some benefit, some feel-good benefit, but having a vacation, going to a concert, meeting up with friends has infinitely more lasting benefits. Now, Basically what I'm talking about is visualization. And I'm certain you know athletes, executives, any of the, you know, any of the gurus and, and, and guides and successful, and I use that in air quotes, people out there talk about the power of visualization simply because it, it works. I won't bore you with the details, but all you have to do is pick up a book or go and search visualization for athletes and you'll understand a little bit more why. I'm going to tell you some of the, the high points and then I'm going to talk to you a little bit about how you can do this for you and your life. So why does this work? Very simply, it gets your brain creating new neural pathways. Most of what we think about and most of what we do on a daily basis are habits and habitualized and ritualized thinking. When we create 
a new event or a new moment or something we anticipate in the future, we are creating new brain pathways. And that is important, okay? Because it gets your brain working and focusing in a different way. It breaks it out of the habit of basically being you. What it also does is it boosts your internal familiarity process with confidence and self-confidence. So take, for example, your upcoming presentation that you have at work. If you're nervous or anxious, when you sit down and spend a few minutes, that's the other thing, this doesn't have to take a ton of time. You could do this for a couple of minutes every day or a couple of minutes a couple of times a day. When you visualize yourself, okay, I'm walking up to the front of the room or maybe you're zooming, right? Okay, I'm getting ready, I'm behind the camera. You know you're gonna be a little bit nervous. You show up, you imagine yourself speaking eloquently, making eye contact, crushing your performance. It tells your brain that is building A, a new neural pathway, but B, you are creating and cultivating that sense of confidence versus if you just walked up and did it on the fly, you wouldn't have any sort of previous frame of reference. When you're visualizing, because your body and your brain don't know the difference, and this is key, your body and your brain can't tell the difference between what's happening in reality versus what's happening in your brain when you're imagining, but you know the difference. So when you get on stage, so to speak, or that proverbial stage, or you're going to make this, um, this presentation, when you actually go to do it, you do feel that much more confident because you have mentally rehearsed it and practiced it for a few times. The other thing it does is it amplifies your sense of motivation. So a lot of people will say, oh gosh, I'm just not motivated to do this thing. Well, of course you're not motivated to do this thing. Motivation is an internal construct. It is an in, it's a feeling that you generate that gets you into action. So when you are more comfortable, when you are more confident in any situation, then that creates more motivation to actually do the thing. Okay. I talked about self-confidence. This is, this is so important because for so many of us, we, we think, well, this person might have this, this confidence, or I don't have the confidence, but I want you to, to see that you do have the confidence. It takes practice. Confidence is a muscle. Self-confidence doesn't happen overnight. Trust me, those people who feel like they, who appear to be so confident, doesn't happen overnight. It might be easier for them, but this is one way for you to speed up your self-confidence building skills. Self-confidence is one of the feelings that I personally cultivate on a regular basis. It's a reminder that I can do this and I love how it feels in my body. Self-confidence feels strong. It feels solid. It feels grounded. It feels, oh, I can just hear my voice change, right? I'm cultivating that sense of self-confidence. You can do this through the process of mental rehearsal. 
Mental rehearsal or visualization also decreases your stress and anxiety. Hello, who doesn't want less stress and less anxiety? And it boosts your mood. And the way it does that is because you are in your brain, you're in your body, you are, maybe you're at a cocktail party, okay? Here's a little known fact. I don't love small talk. I don't hate it. That's another conversation for another day. I've actually come to appreciate small talk, but I don't love being in a cocktail party situation. It's, um, I get a little, I get a little nervous to be quite honest. So a lot of times when I'm walking into a room, I rehearse. Okay. Who's the first person I'm going to talk to? I can imagine myself laughing and engaging and kind of floating through the room. And then when I get in that situation, it feels so much easier because I've already done it. My anxiety is less. I, and you know, being anxious at a cocktail party for a lot of people, it means they're drinking more, they're eating more. And those are behaviors that I choose not to engage in. I want to focus on the people. And so by practicing that in my brain before I do it, Oh my goodness, I do. I walk into that party. It just happened a few weeks ago at a Christmas party. The other thing visualization does is it allows you to connect with your future self. Now, future self is a is a concept in the personal development world where you look at where you are in the future. It could be six months, it could be a year, it could be five years, whatever it is. When you're connecting with your future self, you are looking at you at that period of time and how you're wanting to be. You're seeing, oh my gosh, future Stacy at this cocktail party. She is calm. She's listening. She's in tune. She's having fun, right? She's very present. And what that does when I'm thinking about it today is it reminds me of, oh wow, Present Stacy, connected Stacy at this future cocktail party, gets to practice that today in order to be who she wants to be in the future. And so that is allowing you to, to see that future part of you. Future you is built today. It's built in the moments that you're living right now, today. And it gives you that practice, that rehearsal, if you will, how have I used this in the past and in the present? I use this all the time. As a newer mom, when my kids were, well, when my kids were super toddlers, the witching hour was super challenging for me. And I would rehearse, oh my gosh, how do I want to be from the hours of five to seven? I didn't want to lose my marbles, right? First, I identified what I didn't want. I didn't want to lose, lose it on them. I didn't want to snap. I wanted to be calm. I wanted to be present with them. I wanted to bend down and be patient. I wanted to be able to feel masterful in balancing them, <laughs> you know, needing my attention and also cooking dinner or, you know, doing the bath time. And I was able to do that. It wasn't perfect by any means. Don't get me wrong. This is not a perfect technique. It is just one tool in your toolbox or tool belt for, for living, right? For living a better life. So I've used it walking into a cocktail party, as I mentioned. 
obviously you can use it before any sort of work presentation. I've used it when I've needed to have a courageous conversation with someone. And the way I do that is I imagine sitting down with this person or having the phone call and how do I want to feel? What do I want to say? What do I want the other person to sense? That's a really powerful way to use this tool. Um, you can do it with, with food. Um, in a previous life, I used to coach around weight loss. And this was one of the things that we talked about a lot that I talked about that I've used. Imagining, okay, pretty much every day, my body is going to want chocolate. I allow, I want, I eat the chocolate every day, but there maybe if you're wanting to change that habit or behavior, you anticipate, okay, what do I do when that thought comes up? How am I going to behave? Am I going to beat it away? Am I going to shove it down? Am I going to respond? Am I going to react? Am I going to say, oh yeah, it's absolutely time to have that chocolate and, you know, shove it in my face? Or am I going to say, oh yeah, right. There's that thought. There's that urge for chocolate. I knew it was coming because it comes most days. How do I want to proceed today? So this whole mental rehearsal and visualization process allows you to slow down and kind of, it's almost like being a mom to a toddler. You've got their finger, they've got your finger and you're walking through life and it's you guiding yourself through, through these processes. Now, how can you have a very effective visualization? I want you to use all of your senses. So if you're planning a girl's getaway or just plan a vacation, because I think we can all relate to that. When you're planning a vacation, you are imagining yourself in a bathing suit. You are feeling the water, right? So there's that kinesthetic touch with water and sand. Maybe you're also visualizing. What are you seeing? Do you Imagine yourself on this one particular lounge chair. Are you looking out at the ocean? Are you climbing the Eiffel Tower? Are you looking up? Whatever it is that you're doing. So you use your visual senses, your kinesthetic sense, and then I want you to get in there and imagine what are you hearing as well? Are you hearing the waves? Are you hearing kids frolic? Are you listening to, I don't know what, are you listening to music? I used to do this a lot during those, early days of 2020, all I wanted to do was be at a concert and with 70 or 80,000 of my closest stranger friends. And I just wanted to be in that moment. And so I would go back into my, my memory bank and I would imagine what is going to happen in the future when I'm at this concert, when it's for me, it's a Coldplay concert. And I'm at a Coldplay concert and they're singing a specific song and the crowd is going wild. And I mean, I just, I, and I, I still live that because I love, I love this power of visualizing and, and the feelings that then it generates within me. So effective visualization has you using all of your senses. This doesn't need to take a ton of time either because hey, hello, we don't have time. But remember, because your body does not know the difference between reality and what you're thinking about, meaning you actually on the beach in the sand with your toes in the water versus just thinking about it, do it, I don't know, 30 seconds a day. Do it when you're brushing your teeth. Do it the next time you're at a stoplight. Do it for a minute before you pick up your phone instead of scrolling. Now, 
here's another way to actually think about this. You can curate your life to prompt you to do this as well. So if you're planning to go to Jackson Hole, Wyoming, start looking at pictures of Jackson Hole, Wyoming. If you're planning on, you wanna redo your laundry room, right? I'm in this process right now, so I have some architectural magazines that I, I'm looking at for inspiration. Again, that's tactile because it's kinesthetic, because you're looking at a magazine and a, and a catalog, and it's also delighting your senses, and you're thinking about it in a very different way. We talked about trips. We talked about big things. I want you to think about anticipating things on a daily basis. What little things can you plan for, can you start to visualize. I have a friend who every night on Thursday, they have dinner from around the world, right? She's always planning something. Maybe it's Chinese takeout on Thursday, or maybe it's sushi, or maybe they're making crepes. But Thursday night, they know this is happening and it's always something that she's anticipating and something she's working on. Make something up. Maybe you're celebrating your hamster's birthday. Again, it's a little bit of something. Everybody can don a birthday hat, sing happy birthday. Little, little, little things throughout your day to get you excited, to keep you anticipating, to keep you looking forward. Now, this isn't meant to be a homework project, right? It's not that you always need to be doing something. I'm merely suggesting if you're in a funk or you're in, you know, a womp womp place or Honestly, you just want something to look forward to. Plan a party where you're using your good china. Something. Have fun with it and let me know what you've done because I love to hear. Thanks so much for listening. If this was helpful, text this episode to your friend. And reviews are always appreciated. I know you know that. You can find me on Instagram at Stacey Vulak, S-T-A-C-E-Y-V-U-L-A-K-H, or email me directly. That's the best place to find me. Hello at StaceyV.com. Definitely grab the link for my weekly note in the show notes below. And remember, until next time, you're in charge. Where are you going next?